Hello, and welcome to Two Weeks from Tuesday, a podcast that aims to be a friend and a confidant in life, love, and relationships through music, new perspectives, and truth. We are always here for you. I'm your host, Aaliyah Bloom. And I'm your host, Aaron Wakefield. And, and this, this is, is Two Weeks, Weeks from, from Tuesday. Tuesday. You should listen to what you want. Yeah, you deserve. Listen to what makes you happy. If you want to listen to psych rock, you should do that. A little bit of folk? Go for it. If you want to play heavy metal at the kickback, Maddie, go ahead. Music? It's expression. It's everything. Honestly, you're right. Uh, it's the holidays, or almost the end of the holidays. So, how are you feeling today, Erin? Honestly, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm in a sneaky mood. Why sneaky? <laughs> I hope that no one from my work is listening, but we are just recording in a sneaky place right now. And maybe I won't divulge all information because that is top secret. It's like James Bond mode. Yeah, we're not in a studio today. We are in an undisclosed location. We are the James Bondettes. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I don't love that at all. <laughs> That's like the same as like calling people, someone like Dudette. It's pretty cringe. Dudette is disgusting. Who will ever make Dudette a Dude thing? Dude is like, um, it's non-binary. Dude is all encompassing. I like homie. That is my word of choice. I know. I don't like homie though. It's very um, 2004. 2004? You weren't even thinking when you were um, in 2000. I know. I do the ins and the outs. I know. I, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I guess what Aaron says goes. So let's get into it. This episode is our New Year's episode, I guess. Guys, we, we had a Christmaka episode. Um, and it was so bad because we just, I don't know, I guess we weren't prepared for it. And then we still wanted to release an episode on Christmas and we just didn't get it recorded in time. So this is our Christmaka slash New Year's episode, I guess. It's a blend. It's a nice blend, like your favorite coffee. Ooh. Like your favorite drip coffee. Erin was so professional today. We ordered coffee and she's like, I want a Pike Place coffee thing. And I was like, oh, I just say I want a hot coffee, please. But she like knows what blend she wants. Because unfortunately, I used to work at Starbucks. Maybe it's a Virgo thing. Maybe it is a Virgo thing. Knowing your order all the time. Mm-hmm. The specifics. No, no, no. This is something I need to talk about. She is raising her no, finger. No, no, when people no, raise no, their no. fingers, I have problems. Like, is it that important ever to raise a finger? My, what I have to say is always this important. Let me tell you something. I am always so specific about my order. I ask for exactly what I want. And every time I go to Dunkin', I'm like, can I have like an iced almond milk latte? And, or I'm please? like, can I have a hot almond? Obviously, please. Anyway, or can I have like a hot almond milk latte? I always am very precise about what I want. And I'm very precise about the shots that go in it, blah, blah, blah. And then every time I order at Dunkin', they always have the nerve to ask me, sugar? No. Did I say I wanted sugar? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm pissed about this. You made me pissed and I don't know why. I like to be so sweet. There's So I go to my coffee shop at work every day. It's like a Starbucks, but like made for the hospital. I don't know. And I always tell the girls where and they're the same girls I'm like you are giving me the highlight of the day and I don't think they really think I'm serious because I say it every time but I mean it with so much genuine authenticity and like truth they're probably just tired I need to buy them a gift I I'm forgetting to but I feel like if I buy them a, a gift they'll really know I mean it when it comes to talking to service workers Aaliyah has the essence of a 45 year old woman in a good way or a bad way in a, in a good way you're always sweet it's just like too much. <laughs> I just feel like I'd rather be too much than not enough. You, that's snaps to that. You know, some people just don't give, and I need to compensate for, for all the people that aren't nice in the service. Sprinkle that jazz in. But, you know, remember that word chrismica? That's what we were talking okay, about. all right. Back to chrismica. Instead of me being pissed and Aaliyah being very, very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just we trying to have that ho, ho, out. ho, merry, merry Christmas, jolly, holly, holly, jolly spirit. <laughs> Holy jolly spirit. spirit. Okay. So chrismica. This was supposed to be the chrismica episode. We're still going to talk about chrismica. Um, I thought I made this up, but apparently I didn't make it. Or actually, no. I didn't think I made it up. I thought I got it from this show called The OC, but apparently I didn't. But our goal, like, 
was to, I don't know, can we, how do we explain Christmaka? It's just a, a mix between Christmas and Hanukkah. And we plan on having like Christmaka together with our kids when we get older and like bringing our families together to celebrate both holidays. It's going to be the cutest thing ever. And I know that I'm going to be like the godmother or whatever Erin wants to label me. And I'm going to shower her kids with love. And I will do the same to her children. And all we need is for our little chickens to get chickens? along. Our babies. No. <laughs> our little chicken. honey pies, our little I'm our little sweets. Could you imagine me calling my kid a honey pie? <laughs> Hi, honey pie. <laughs> oh, we were talking about this. Is funny how Aaron and I are going to be the kind of moms that use the dashes to their children. <laughs> learn the best. We learn from the best. We have quite the role models. It's just that we're going to be very very busy, and, and we know that we're 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 like we're going to be just running a business, you know, doing doing the thing. Um. So, like, we feel like we're going to be the type of moms that, like, their kids like, oh, mom, like, I, like, I don't know. I need something. And I'm like, do you need money? Dash. Are you okay? <laughs> and then, like, that's it. <laughs> and, like, we're going to love our kids, obviously, but it's not going to be. Like, I always said that I wanted to have a stay-at-home husband. He's going to be walking the dog. Moody. I just moody, love moody. how Aaron says moody. <laughs> Moody's my dog's name. And then I have another dog named Orson. That don't exist yet, but they're gonna be two Saint Bernards. Erin just is not the kind to pamper. I don't. I don't see her doing that with a dog. No, but my husband will. <laughs> He's. I'm few. having. I learned a new term, guys. Nepotism husband, and that's my. That's my. <laughs> go off. Go off. That's my husband. He's gonna be a nepotism husband. Does that mean he's just gonna like work for you? He's basically yeah. Is is that the same as like a trophy husband? Kind of. Is there any difference? Like, he'll just, like, get to, like, not that he would be mooching off of me, but he'll be, like, mooching off my fortune. And that's, that's feminism. That is feminism. Put him in his place. He, he's probably going to be a little puppy. There's no room for another, like, boss, boss energy. We would not be a great couple if I had a boss husband. We just probably wouldn't even speak. Well, dear future husband, she's taking applications. Hashtag dear future. No, I'm not. She's no, actually not. If one, maybe if we get into our New Year's resolutions, you'll hear you'll, why you, not. You'll hear why I'm not twisted five, five, her list of five resolutions. That's a pray for you guys for in a it's few a little, minutes. What, what did we say? Last lopsided. It's, My lopsided resolutions. It's okay. We'll work it out. And, you know, that's what we do on two weeks from Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We we work through things together. Mm-hmm. But okay. okay. Back, to, back to the main focus Elia, how was your hanukkah my hanukkah it was relaxing i didn't do much i was with my family and my brother was back home and he is just like my best friend and i just missed him so so much and we like i feel like my brother and i were very similar in our mannerisms and the way we like treat people sometimes and he's just back and we're palling around and like the family's not the family without him it's like weird just with my parents then he's, <laughs> I'm being serious. It's like he's my sidekick. Aw. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you have a good Christmas? Was it? Christmas was good. I slept the whole time because I, guys, I had a PA job um, that, <laughs> I had a PA job that I was um, like working right before Christmas. It was two weeks long and it was like 12 hour days and I did it for two weeks straight. And by the time that like I was ready to like go home, I worked my last day. It was like 3 a.m. until noon. And then I went straight home and like I slept the whole day. And then um, on Christmas Eve, I took like two naps. And then on Christmas Day, I took two naps. It was it was a wild it was a wild time. I just slept the entire break. I needed to recuperate. I watched a lot of TV. It was so weird. I think we were both feeling like anxious because it's like I think the anxiety is like, go, go, go. If you're not going, you're not doing. Yeah, it took everything in me not to touch my computer. But I was like, no, I'm resting. Yeah, like I didn't I don't think I even had my laptop for most of it. And that's where like the work gets done. Like who wants to work on a phone? That's disgusting. I I hate that. I can't. I can't. That is my I can't. I like if I have to answer emails on the phone, I do feel like a boss woman when I'm doing it, especially if it's on my work phone. I'm like answering emails, like da 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 da. But I hate doing it. I just like it makes me, it makes me so upset. Ultimate boss lady. Th- okay, hot topic. You're a boss lady once you start using voice to text. That's true. My You're mom right. does that all the time. You're right. One of my friends, she's in Oregon. She she has a house now. I'm like, dude. We should start using voice to text. I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. What if we you? 
<laughs> what if we voice to text our podcast? <laughs> that would be obnoxious. You, that would be disgusting. You guys wouldn't and love that. You can read our podcast. Did you guys have I'm I'm we're okay, so we're getting into tangents, but then we are remembering the main reason why we have this mm-hmm, show. So course. back to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um I was gonna ask, do you guys have any family traditions that are really sweet and wholesome? Sweet and sweet and cute. My tradition is that my family does a birthday party for Jesus every year. Jesus. No. <laughs> that was disrespectful. Sorry. I'm Jewish. Anyway, <laughs> the big J. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, we do a birthday party for Jesus every year and we get like matching pajamas and like, I don't, yeah, we take pictures, we do the whole shebang, we do a charcuterie board, all the things and the family's there and it's all holly jolly and cute, as Aaliyah says. It looked it looked delectable. From I've been using that word a lot. Delectable. delectable. I don't like, know if I love that. Like scrumptious. You guys were all. This year was red pajamas. I saw from her sister's Instagram. We all had matching like, red pajamas. Like Aaron, why didn't you send me this? This is the most little precious family photo I've ever seen. Because my family was like, Aaron, you look goth. Okay. Because these you did it. No, I didn't look goth. I, I don't ever look goth. But <laughs> these picture these pajamas that my mom bought, they're like it was like a pants and then like a button up top set and like I, I wore my I had like a polo um what's it called long john gray shirt underneath the button up because I didn't want to wear just the button up because <laughs> I was like I'm gonna look like what's that guy in the nightmare before Christmas Scrooge oh. with his oh, little pajamas yeah. I was like I don't want to look like him so I left my shirt on and then left the button up open and then Imari was like, oh, boy. My, Imari, my little sister was like you look goth Why it's a little grungy it's a little grungy yeah and then like we took the pictures and I didn't even look happy in them because I was just so tired you were just like, recovering yeah, so I just wasn't gonna post those but that's my that's my spiel anyway uh-huh. what are your traditions your Hanukkah traditions my mom, she made some latkes, and for anyone that doesn't know, just like shredded potatoes put together, slapped on the stove, and they're fried, and they're they're like oh, hash brown. <laughs> a Jew, a Jew brown. <laughs> so it's not bad. <laughs> I'm saying all these like I feel like not good things. things. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just call it a hash, a Jewish hash brown, mm-hmm. and they have to be so crispy. And for just to like paint the picture of my family's little dinner my mom she always tries to make a salad but we only eat these latka potato things and i'm like we all every year like mom why are you making the salad but no one's gonna eat it and she does it every year and no one ate it and then with these latkas there are three different things you could put on it that like my family does and i have opinions about them so there's ketchup which feels very normal that's what i do like potatoes and ketchup and then there's applesauce and then there's like a plain yogurt Okay. Uh, the plain yogurt makes more sense to me than the applesauce. Is that like sour cream? It, it so, Yeah. Like if it's like a plain Greek yogurt and there's no like sweetener or anything, that makes sense. Potato and Greek yogurt? Yeah. It's like a sour cream, but the applesauce is confusing to me. It's like sweet and salty. Yeah, but it makes sense to me only because you guys have kugel. <gasps> mm-hmm. Tell them about kugel. It's... Sweet noodles. It's so good. You know, can probably explain it better than me. That's how we made a vegan version because when I thought I wanted to have kugel, I was vegan and I couldn't have the real thing because it's not vegan at all. Um, it's like really anti-vegan. It's, yeah. it's like it's like a sweet no- noodle dish. Vegophobic. Yeah. Grr. Wait, what? Guys, I'm wearing go vegan socks. Even though I'm, I'm not vegan anymore, I'm non-dairy pescatarian. She's, you're vegan in my heart. I'm vegan in everyone's heart, apparently, because I got these socks for Christmas and they're green and they say go vegan. They're, they they're look so super sweet. cute. It's like a little fruit salad on them, right? Yeah. Oh. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. that TikTok trend? Were you on TikTok then? No, but I know the song, the OG. There's so that the wiggles that used to be a TikTok trend where like that song was in the background, and then people would like be like going like vegan check, and then it would play that song, and people would show their like vapes and their iced coffee. That is so bad, <laughs> but <laughs> so good, but so bad. <laughs> Wait, I want to tell tell people what kugel is. Oh, it's a okay, Jewish okay. tradition. Yes. So it's sweet noodles and a lot of sugar and a lot of butter and a lot of egg and yeah, you just mix it all. Cream cheese, maybe even mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like and a whole lot of sugar one more time. And then you bake it. And then it's like gets crispy on the top with all the noodles. But like it's like a like a vegan disaster. Yeah, but 
I, I had always wanted to try it because I saw it in Wizards of Waverly Place. Do you remember that episode with, like, the magic cook-roll? I have, like, movie, like, non-memory, oh, like, forgetfulness. So I've watched, like, a handful of movies and TV shows, and I just, like, don't remember any of them. And I'm like, I don't remember what happened in any episode. That's like, uncute. sometimes I feel like I'm staring at TV, but I'm not actually watching it. It's my that time to zone to out. too. It's ADHD. Yeah, it's an ADHD thing. Oh, ADHD queen. Mm -hmm. I remember everything I see. That that is true. You are a focused wizard. I'm a focused queen. Okay. Mm. Okay. On another tangent. Tangent time brought to you by (laughs) two weeks from Tuesday. Okay. So we talked about the holidays. Um, We hope you guys had a good holiday, like an amazing one. Wait, what was the best gift you got? Oh. Oh my gosh. Guys, I got a new camera for Christmas. I got it before Christmas because I was having a heart attack because I thought I broke my other camera. It's a long story, not going to explain, but I got a new camera and it's very cute and fresh. And then I I got a bunch of stuff, but my favorite was probably my camera and I got a new pair of Converse. I got some sexy New Balance Balance. gym sneakers. That's what you deserve. It's everything I wanted and more. Oh, he has a gym. Out of oh, all the sneakers gym. out there. Oh, the gym queen. That's what I asked for Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Give me those sneakers. <laughs> That's awful. No, you don't even have, do, you have, do Jewish people have Santa? I thought you were going to say Jewish, Jewish people have sneakers. No. <laughs> Jewish people do not have Santa. My dad was recently telling me, that, like when he was a little boy, he like always loved the idea of Santa. And he was like, I like sometimes wish there was just a Santa for the Jews. Why can't you guys have? Because Santa's not rooted in any religion. Why can't you guys just have Santa? A Jewish Santa, a Janta. I'm Janta. combining. I'm in just like, blend um, mood today. You got me going, Aaron. Who's a big person in Judaism? Like somebody there's Hanukkah Harry. I don't like him. But <laughs> <laughs> out Hanukkah Harry, you gotta go, sir. Time to go. I you, don't know. You know what's also out? I've, I've heard it's on the decline. Taking photos, like, in the Macy's and stuff with Santa. Apparently, like, photos with Santa has been on the... the decline? I think that's dumb anyway. <laughs> I love these okay. hot topics. I feel like... Okay, I feel like my kids are probably... I'm not ever going to say, like, oh, Santa's coming tonight. Because I'm... I re- First of all, I'm a really bad liar. Second, I'm really bad at, like, just pretending in general. So I feel like I'm, like... My kids are going to be like, oh, my God, we heard about Santa at school. And I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, that's so cute. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving forward. No, but I, okay, how about this? Like, I, I was like, have you heard this in the news? So, like, Santa people are, like, on the decline. What if I just started making up, like, current events? <laughs> just be like Aaliyah's like, made up current events like our, our boy Charlie he's always like I'm in a lying mode and we'll just like say the most random things no my favorite thing that Charlie's ever said is toxic night ooh everyone texts your, your worst ex and say something toxic I was so on board for toxic night not actually I probably wouldn't have done it but he's gonna be on the episode soon enough guys so he is he is coming he's, he's coming to New York episode. soon ooh yeah. okay we're still going on tangents we, we're back Happy holidays. What's, what are your New Year's resolutions, Leah? Ooh, that's... You don't have to go through all of them, but give us, like, your top two or three. Um, a big... Well, maybe I'll rewind and start with some of the ones I had last year. And I think last year, I had a lot about self-love and self-confidence. And I think I've, like... I was telling Aaron a little bit about this off the pod. Being like, I really think I've come a long way and have grown in those ways. So I'm trying to really manifest, like come in a little ways with the old ones and do that for these new ones. So the first one is just trying to carve out more time for myself because I think that it's easy to prioritize other people before myself. And sometimes I really like hanging out with myself. I learned that. Like, there are a lot of, like, like I just have a lot of, fr- like, people I care about and, like, I like to spend time with all those people, like, whenever I can. But sometimes if I just do me, it's, like, pretty fun. It's pretty cute. Like, I love to just, like, get home from work work out, cook a nice dinner for myself, put on some TV, and go to sleep. It's so luxurious. Erin likes her me time. I, that's all that I like. Let's, <laughs> let's go back and forth. What, what's one of yours? Um, one of mine is to... Um, okay, well, I'll start with, like, last year. Last year, I really didn't have any resolutions because I was, like, anti-New Year's resolution. She was flawless. No, I, I, I absolutely was not. But I was, like... 
um, anti New Year's resolution because I was like, you can make changes whenever you want to. Like it, like you know, you don't need a New Year's resolution. I'm more go with the flow now. But I did my, I know I did my vision board last year at the start of the astrological year, which is Aries season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love a good Aries season. Yeah. So Chaos. I did, and my vision board was just full of like hashtag New York or nowhere, like moving to New York, whatever. And I did that. I slayed that. I moved to New York. She slayed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, did my, I did my thing. I did my shit. So proud, giving, giving myself a pat on the back for getting out there and moving to New York. Um, and one of my other New Year's resolutions was to like work harder. Um, and this Maybe year, you took that one too extreme. I did because this year I got sick three different times in the span of like two months because I was working like 12 to like 13 hours a day without eating anything. And I was just very susceptible to illness. Like I moved to New York and like every like couple weeks I'd be like, oh, I've fallen ill. So I'm going to try to take care of myself this year and like have a nice work-life balance because it's easy for me to just work, work, work. It is. I think that sometimes working for you and I is a good coping mechanism. Oh, it's, yeah. It's it's a good, like, like we're being real, you know. We hit you guys with the f- truth. I'm sure people could relate to that. Sometimes it's like, who else, what else is there to do but, but work? Or, like, just focus on, like, hyper fixate on doing something because facing the real, like, all the other things going on yeah. is too dense. I definitely block things out with work. I'm like, I have any type of feeling. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to work. <laughs> just going to open that laptop. Let me just open that laptop and start doing stuff. I think that's good sometimes if you're in like a, a deep rut. Sometimes you yeah. just need to be stimulated. But I think when you're not acknowledging that there's – it's it's all about finding the balance. And when you're not acknowledging that there's things Something to work with. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a, another one. I think this is me really opening up. Okay. I'm so shy. Okay. I think that sometimes, like, I'm so shy okay. and bashful. Okay, queen. Okay. I'm getting really hyped up. Um, I think that, like, body image is one I want to work mm-hmm. on. Like, like, I've been in the fitness, like, industry in that realm for years. And I think it's really easy to think poorly of yourself just, like, looking in the mirror. I'm not, like, I, I think I take good enough care. No one has to worry too much. But it's more just the thoughts that can really, like, if I feel like I'm not looking good in a day, it will really, like, bust my mood. And I'll be very, like, cranky and critical. And I'm trying to just – Aaron Aaron and I were also we – were, we schemed a little bit about this before. We, we schemed our New Year's resolutions. We did. It was cute. But, like, I'm just going to try to, like, I don't know, love the body for the body and not be mean. Yeah. And we are definitely mean to our, our little bodies. I mean, I that's one of my New Year's resolutions, too, because I – definitely go through literally at the start of last year hashtag throwback at the start of 2022 i was like this is gonna sound so bad and guys don't get concerned but i um do you guys remember mean girls when regina george was having those calteen bars so that she could lose weight i found like a it wasn't i wouldn't call it a dupe because they weren't to gain weight but i would eat this um for breakfast i would have this 300 calorie protein bar and then I would have coffee right after that. And then I wouldn't eat until dinner. And for dinner, I would have a salad. And then I was working out two times a day. So so that was at the start of 2022. And I've fixed that a little. I still work a lot. So, like, sometimes I just forget to eat. But it's not intentional. So my goal this year is to actually, like, fix the body image and, like, you know, just love. Same thing as Aaliyah said. Just love my body for what it is. Because I'm definitely very hard on myself in all aspects but I don't want to be mean to my body anymore it's, it's just a lot of mental energy where you can be putting that somewhere, somewhere more productive else. like yeah. like if uh, we were talking about this um also if you die tomorrow like are you gonna be like damn I wish I was two pounds lighter yeah. probably not yeah, like I'm gonna wish I had my insomnia cookies <laughs> here here's a thought I had also about just like the ED and like eating habits I think that's Sometimes in the past, I was just think like, if I skip a meal, that's good. It will even out things, whatever. And I think it's easier to eat like poorly and unhealthily. And it's like a cop out to skip a meal compared to being intentional about eating well. I think it is much harder of a goal to, or it's much harder to eat well and healthy consistently than to like eat whatever and then just skip meals like I feel like that's the easy option the skipping meals yeah and if like I think my goal is to 
just work on being a, having a healthier diet because I don't think that's easy to maintain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I have a lot of dietary restrictions that I place myself and it was mainly to like um, not gain weight and I'm trying to like switch that perspective and be like, okay, like this is good for the environment. Like me not eating dairy or not eating meat, like whatever, whatever. Um, and I, like, I say that I'm like really healthy, but like I do whenever I skip meals, I'm like, okay, this is so cute. Like I, I didn't eat lunch today. Like, but it's time to switch that narrative. That's our goal. Uh, like I was thinking about us and I was like, like, yeah, like as Aaron said, we'd be like, yeah, we skipped a meal. Like, oh, we're, we're just going to wait till dinner. Like we were like cheering ourselves on for that. But I think it's more like, oh, we got salads today. Like we like prepped this up, you know, or we got like this healthy thing. Like look at us, like make food like a good thing. Yeah. And just do it a way that like, like food is good. Like there's so many sciences that say if you skip meals, you're just going to gain weight and stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know. And also eat the cookie. Like, it doesn't just have to be salad. Like, life's too short to not have sugar. Truth. You deserve the sugar. You deserve your cookies. Should we do one last resolution? Yeah. You go. I go. I don't know what I, I don't know. I think, speaking of, like, sugar, that's like a vice. But I think that something I've been actively working on, I've been working on this probably for years, finding the right balance of substance use. I feel like now that I have a big job, I have to be very responsible and just trying to figure out how to balance all the drug consumption. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that's mine. It's, it's hard to find the balance, especially in college with all this instigation and things going on. But now that I'm in the real world, I need to figure out what I'm happy with. And that will be a personal journey I go on. Yep. Yep. We honestly have a little ringing in the background. Yeah, so we well, keep like, like peeking. We're, we're, we're like, who is I'm, calling I'm us right now? Right I know. I'm like, can our secretary answer that? <laughs> <laughs> we're working on getting a secretary after a few other things, you yeah, know? We're doing, we're doing our best. We're doing everything we can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I get my third resolution is to be more open. Um, I think I worked, I, mm, I didn't intentionally work on that this year, but I like unintentionally worked on that this year because we started the podcast, which um, made us like have to talk to more people and create a network and you know I like you know but I, I'm naturally a very reserved person um, so I kind of want to be and I'm comfortable being reserved like I, I don't actually really care but I think you know it's time to you know put myself out there a little more because there are times when I don't want to be as reserved and I just like bury myself in work because I don't want to actually go through the through the process of being vulnerable with someone. So I'm going to try to be more open. That's a great one. And I have to say, just giving you props, you've come a far away with that. Just from meeting Miss Miss Aaron. You used to be quite reserved. Mm-hmm. Now, like, like, good. Yeah, throwback to episode one when Aaliyah said I walked a mile to the, to the, <laughs> to book the bookstore to get out of a conversation. You just needed to escape. I just needed to think. Oh, sometimes you need to run to the bookstore, but, True. like, maybe for different reasons, different time periods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like, is it time for... Hmm. Question of the day? Yes. Okay, guys, Aaliyah wanted to do a riddle of the day, and I don't know why, but I was just disgusted She by vetoed that, that hardcore. Like, I imagine that the riddle would rhyme, and I didn't like it. And I, like, I don't know. I just didn't love that. Well, here's a funny question, and I was talking about this, I believe, with my father. We were having family time, and we were talking about compartmentalizing artists and, like, who they are as characters, so my question is, is it, are you able to support a musician or what, like someone who's a bad person, you know, like I, I kind of, for first person that continues to come to mind, who's very current right now is Kanye saying all these things against my peeps, the Jews. He really, he's really not a fan of the Jews right now, but I think, I don't know. I really like his music and I feel I don't know if this sounds bad, but I've definitely felt torn because I'm like, oh, I really want to listen to his music. But I'm also like, he is a really hateful person who probably has some emotional work to keep improving on. And I just, I don't know. I feel conflicted about that. And most people I talk to about this question say, you have to drop the person and you can't compartmentalize. But for some reason, I just think I can like just dissociate and appreciate this as an art and just forget who made it. And I think there are so many people who are bad out there who have made interesting things that it's, 
I don't know. There, like, I feel like this is like depressing, but there are definitely a lot of bad things out there. Like, just navigate. But I don't know. That's also maybe ignorant. So I apologize if that's an ignorant answer. What do you think? I'm a big believer in separation of art and artist, but I think like when it comes to Kanye and this moment in time, like. I feel like you can make that decision because you are Jewish, but like for someone like me, I can't be like, oh, like, I don't care. I'm going to separate like art. I'm going to separate his art from like him just because like, I don't know what he's saying is it like really hateful. And there are like so many people that I like love and cherish are Jewish. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can still separate art and artists, but like not, I don't know, I guess buy his merch or something. Who knows? Yeah. It's a hard thing to navigate. Well, let's just say like if, if Kanye was doing like fuck the Jews in his like bars and his rap, I'd be like, okay, I can't like, I'm, I cannot listen to this. But like, what if there was like, you just spin it like someone who was like a racist person, you know, but made incredible music. Well, well yeah. Morrissey. Fuck Morrissey, <laughs> but I love the Smiths. <laughs> Yeah, so compartmentalize. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what we should do? So there is a list of ins oh. and outs. There's We have some hot My topics. My ins and outs were given to me today, guys. I cheated. Let right. me find. Yeah. Okay. Overheard New York's ins and outs of twenty for 2023. Okay, I'm going to skip over the bad ones. Wait, no, I think you should just read all of them. All we of just, them? Or maybe that's a lot. Or, Actually, they're not that many. Let's let's do this. Okay, um, Times Square is in, saying Dime Square is out. I d- I don't think I've ever even heard of Dime Square. Times Square is Times Square is always out. Period. Time, Move yeah. forward. Uh, yeah, getting. Oh my god. <laughs> getting out. head at AMC dollar at the dollar five Tuesdays. That's in. That's not that I've ever done. Tuesdays. Fi- <laughs> it's a five dollar Tuesday show. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, that's a... Honestly, that might be in. That's like, definitely in. That's, that's saucy. I don't know if it's let's, saucy. I let's get it. Gross. But, like, you you live your truth. <laughs> I don't want that. But, like, I feel like... I I don't know. It's, like, a mystery. Excitement. Pizzazz. Yeah. In, okay, so... And then next one is in tinned fish and out pretending spaghetti squash is delicious. I think pretending spaghetti squash is delicious is out. I think they're right for that. Yeah, spaghetti squash is out. Tinned fish is out as well. I don't mind tinned fish. I don't eat it, but like I, I, I didn't feel mind like it when I was younger. I'm I just don't like a lot of fish. I like salmon and cod mm. mm-hmm. and sea bass. That's like it though. Fish. Ooh, sushi. Sushi. My oh. lover doesn't like sushi, and I'm pissed. What do we do about that? I think uh, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> we her. need to have a sit down, a one on one. Shout out a, to her right now. You, if, if, if you're, you're listening, listening, you know who you are right now, Miss Girl. Miss Girl. Miss Girl. <laughs> anyway. Okay. In eye contact on the subway. That's I, a, no. In. No, I don't think that's in. Why? That's gross. No, you. You. No, have, it's I like the magical it. moment, and, like it. you guys are it. listening to it. a symphony in front of each other. Like there's eye contact and there's mu- like movie background. Hate. <laughs> love out apologizing for bumping into people that's always out no on you, the subway i've i've in new york you're really gonna apologize to everyone you bump into no no but like this isn't on the subway this is in general new i'll york usually apologize i think aaron and i are very polarized let's see how many we have <laughs> opposite opinions on okay keep going okay in posting hot and out of touch digital camera photos on your instagram yeah that's it that's in Agreed. A- out posting AI generated drawings of yourself. Agreed. That was, yeah. And why it is, this was never in, by the way. And it, it wasn't. I don't think, I think that's, I don't know. No, but people are truth, doing that a lot. No, I know, I see it. Why though? Why this app blew up and they're like, everyone's like, ooh, I'm so cute. Look at my little robot. Okay, it's like, I did it and it turned me into a white girl. And I'm so confused because I'm nowhere like, you should I report. Would, I would, I'm going to report because I, I would understand if I were like light skin or something, but I'm not even light skin. So why would you? Why I can't believe they turned you into a white girl. She was white, you was broke the system. Cartoon. I'm so pissed. Uh, Whatever. Nothing against white girls, but like, I'm not. Anyway, yeah. Move forward. And public, sh- oh, public stoning of criminals, cheaters, and club promoters. 
I think that's in. In. Public stoning. Okay, out being stoned in public. I think that's kind of fun sometimes. I think it's fun. I think that's in still. Okay. Um, in, <laughs> Say it. In pegging your boyfriend. In. I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> I don't know what that's like either, but I think it's in. Um, okay, good. In. We love the peg. Out hitting your vape during sex. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Aaron, you could go first. I, I don't really know about that. I feel like that's like gonna. I, I don't know. I feel like that's distracting. I, I feel like you probably that, don't like your lover if you're hitting the vape during sex. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't like it. I'm gonna say it's still. I'm gonna say it's out. I'll agree that it's out. Yeah. Um. In ordering wine at dive bars. I don't like wine, so I think I don't, that's out. Dive bars. I've the only dive bar I've been to recently is a little grungy, and I just try to leave ASAP. Yeah. So I just I don't know what that experience is like. Neutral. Nah. Eh, do out, what you want. Out getting drunk at brunch and brunch as a whole. <gasps> this is blasphemy. I. This is disgusting. Gasp. Whoever wrote this. Brunch is always in, and getting drunk at brunch is always in, but. I honestly I don't ever get drunk at brunch because it's always like the day after we go out and I don't like to drink multiple days in a row. It's like that's too too much time condensed, you know, like like to, too close together to keep drinking. True. Some people really rally though to drink at night, drink in the day. I'm like, Can't do oh it. my brain cells. Like, don't they say that's the way to get over a hangover? Just drink more, you know. I, th- I thought it was to smoke. Oh hmm. well, try you guys. We encourage. Yeah. <laughs> Not maybe do what you want. Um. In gaslighting your dying plants into thinking you watered them. I think that's in. That's, that should always be in. Um, out using the word adulting. I think to each their own. I don't think it's that deep. I don't know why the word adulting has so much attention. I think it's because like of the millennials and like it was on t-shirts and stuff. But I think if you use it like, like, uh, like if you're just using it, like, I don't know. If you're using it ironically, I think it's funny sometimes. Like, nobody needs to be saying that all the time. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. Uh, I'm out of the loop. I'm always in cave. Um, in flirting with city MD doctors. I think that's in. Just because I've gotten sick so many times this year, like, I would really love if my copay got dropped. Well, <laughs> do they flirt back ever? I feel like doctors aren't the flirty I'm, type. I'm not a flirty type so ask somebody who has worked with a doctor i don't know i don't really see doc i feel like doctors are very formal i don't know maybe on tv i see a flirty doctor but none of my doctors have ever been too flirty maybe okay what's the last one last one flirting with is oh flirting with baristas is out and i think that's dumb i think everybody should always flirt with the barista that's also blasphemy that is also blasphemy flirt with a barista as much as you can yes be toxic (laughs) <laughs> why talk. stay hashtag toxic hashtag stay toxic baristas you are loved ding thank <laughs> you for that okay do you have any other like ins and outs ins and outs no that was enough we had so many ins and outs it was given to me today that was the gift of the in and the out wait i i do want to share one more funny poll that i took today because okay. like the end of the segment that's this is just like the shits and gigs oh. mode you know are we talking about the socks on, socks off? We are talking about the socks on, socks the off. The karate kid of sex. No, wax on, wax off. <laughs> that was funny. So we had a very wholesome, like, New Year's Sally with the gang, with the boys, with, with, our, with our shoddy in Boston, you know, Ariane, where, wherever you are, shoddy. Oh, that was a lot of shoddies. But um, anyway, so socks on, socks off. During sex. And we got a plethora of responses. We got on for the guy, off for the girl, on for the guy, off for the girl, off for the guy, on for the girl, on for the guy, on for the girl. We're going to keep going. Off for the guy, on for the girl, off for the guy, on for the girl. And lastly, off for the guy and off for the girl. Who needs to see the dogs? (laughs) Who needs to see them? Keep them in the house. Maybe we'll run this poll on Instagram because I'm curious. Oh, wow. Curious. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see, like, what other people say. I just don't know why those little toes got to be running around. Okay, it's just a feeling. I don't get why the gender is a thing, too. I know we didn't make this LGBT friendly. Like, we just kept it straight. But, like, 
I don't know. I feel like it should be a group decision. Well, what did you say? I said on and on. Why would the guys' socks be on while the <laughs> girls aren't? Like, is that a power trip? Just being able to see the toes or vice versa? Why? <laughs> like, I don't know. If I had to choose with the guys on or off, I feel like the girls would be off and the guys would be on. If I had... Like, I don't want to see a man's feet. Do they think that's dominant or something? <laughs> like, show off their big feet to compensate for something else? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I said on for the girl, off for the guy. Why? I Just because that's my experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so curious. The, oh, there, and there was also, we were asking all these little sexy questions. <laughs> we're, we don't need, there was a gremlin mode question we got into, but maybe that would be for a different day. Maybe that is a different that day. That is for a different day. That is, yeah. Full of tricks and secrets. Yes. Is that the, that, is that the end? We had our little segments. We had our bits. We did our things. We did our things. We, sa- we said hi, we hello. Did. I Well, last but not least, I do want to say that the holidays can be a difficult time. We talked about this on our Instagram. Um, the holidays can be a difficult time for people and we just want to reach out and say what we do every episode. We are always here for you. Um, you know, and we hope you guys had a cute holiday. And like, if anybody hasn't told you guys, you are beautiful and you are loved and you're enough. And I don't know. We just want to reach out to anyone who has like a not so cute situation for the holidays and let you guys know that it, it hashtag gets better. And we love you very, very much. You're only going up, and if you ever need a friend, we're here. DM us on Instagram. We're very receptive in the DMs. We could send music. We don't even have to speak. Truth. Just be like, can you send me a playlist that'll be comforting? And we'll be like, of course, queen or king, or just royalty in general. (laughs) (laughs) Royalty. And also, family does, like, this is a very family-centric time, but family's where the heart is. You don't, it's not always blood. So just remember that, you know? Yeah. Make sure, like, everyone out there has someone who loves them, you know? So just make sure, like, you know who those people are. And if not, try to create some, you know? Yeah. And start with us. And we're family. (laughs) Okay. All right. Two weeks from Tuesday, fam. We We gotta go. Okay, guys. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. We love you. Merry New Year's. And we will see you after the break with our guest. Can you believe that we have a guest for this episode? Oh, he is amazing. That's for that. We're so excited for you to meet him. We are very excited. Okay. Okay. Catch you later. Peace. Hi guys, we're back from the break and we're here with our special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself and where you're from? Hey, uh, my name is Hugh Lindsay. I'm currently living in Ada in the Netherlands, but I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Wonderful. We have been so excited for this interview. Yeah, we've read Hugh, Hugh's, wow, I can't speak, <laughs> we never speak. I think it's like Spotify bio, listen to all his music. It's very like tender and from the heart and we're so happy to be with you and to share with the listeners about your story and a little bit about Chrismica too. Yeah. Want to get into that, Aaron? Um, so today's episode was the Chrismica episode, um, which is just, you know, a mix between Christmas and Hanukkah. Do you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas? Do you have a favorite tradition um, when it comes to the holidays? Yeah, I celebrate uh, Christmas because uh, I, I grew up in a Christian household um so my family still all celebrates christmas and we do have some traditions uh every christmas we we have multiple christmases that we do um because my family is stretches pretty far and wide at this point but um some tried and true ones are we always go to my dad's house on christmas morning and we make like this really big southern breakfast and we turn on a christmas story because they run that special every year where it's like 48 hours of a christmas story and um and we just keep that on while we like make food. And my dad's a vegetarian, but he always makes bacon on Christmas morning and he like burns it because that's the only way he'll <laughs> eat it. And so there's just like the smell of burnt bacon and people drinking like spiked eggnog. And then we all gather around with the Christmas story playing and we like open our presents. And then like for the rest of the day, we kind of just like chill and recover from the food and then like go to my mom's house. We have like another big family 
dinner and then we all take a walk to like make room for dessert and it's like that happens every year and it's so much fun oh that's so sweet that sounds so nice yeah Sometimes i just want this christmas experience you know <laughs> i think everyone has told us some little traditions like hanukkah's cool but it's just like little bits each night you know and few routines but that's like a whole grand day <laughs> yeah i think it's like it just seems to happen every year you know i don't think anyone ever decided that like man this is just what we do i think it just happened enough that like my my whole family started looking forward to it and now we're like well yeah that's what we got to do because that's what we do you know for my yeah. fellow christian um like christmas celebrating people is eggnog good I well, I don't eat I don't, eggnog. I, dr- eat, I don't drink day. eggnog anymore because I'm vegan. But I, I love eggnog. Do you like eggnog? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't love eggnog. The older that I've gotten, because <laughs> I like I've cut out a lot of sugar in my life, and so it's like it's a it's a treat now. And it it I have like a small glass of it, but it's fun for Christmas for sure. What is it like? It's like milky or like. Uh, the, the it's like a really sweet thing. thick milk kind of like a good coffee creamer i don't it's know if i like coffee creamer it's like yeah. have, you had, have you ever had like kefir no, like it's it's kind of like buttermilk in in a way but it's like it's I, I guess it's thicker i can't really think about having buttermilk now so i'm like oh, <laughs> I feel like it's it's like coffee creamer and kefir mixed together and then watered down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for somebody to come at me now. I, know, I don't <laughs> like, think we're no, selling okay. the eggnog right now. <laughs> Everything and more than Yeah, eggnog sales are going down as we speak. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the episode we talk about like home and the feeling of home like during the holidays and whether that's with your family or with friends. Um, do what's the first thing you think of when you think of home that's such a good question i think it's exactly what you just said like when i hear home i immediately think of my family and like the people that i love like my closest friends and like my partner and and it's like you you see the word home and you're like oh cool like my hometown or like the places that i've lived but really like what comes first in my mind is the people um, who are around me because that those are the, those are the people that make it home you know that's what makes home for me yeah I think some people struggle with like just like come to terms like home and family doesn't have to be blood I think like, people learn that with time like Aaron and I always say we're family I think it took us like five six years to come to that term yeah like yeah like I feel like there's like a there's a point that you reach with your friends where you like see them and it just seems familial you're just like okay like this is this is how it is now <laughs> yeah for sure and it's like i've i've lived a lot of different places and so i feel like i have i ha- kind of have homes in multiple places right but really what draws me there is the people it's it was it's less about the living experience and more about the people who are around and i'm like man that's what i long to be around that's who i that's just, I feel complete when I'm with these people. Since yeah. you're someone who's moved around a lot, and I guess also this like pertains to you, Aaron, are you guys people who need to set up your room in a very specific, like, comfy, cozy way? Or can you just, like, chill on, like, white walls, like, simple, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people, like, want to make their, like, little room that cozy space, though, and, like, won't do well without it. I'm not someone like that. I could have, I could just be a mess, like, wherever I go, yeah. if I'm around the right people, but some people, like, need that, like, little sanctuary. Yeah. I feel like I need something that feels consistent, you know, and it's, like, if I'm in a, if I'm in an empty room, then I just need some little piece of, of something that feels like it's, it's mine, whether I get it in the new location that I'm at, like, I go to the store and I buy myself, like, a blanket or I go to the thrift store and like buy a cool mirror to put on the wall. But other than that, it's like, I don't need a lot. I just need something that makes it feel like it's my space, even if it's really minimal. Is, are there good thrift stores in New Zealand? Like I know New Zealand, the Netherlands. <laughs> I can imagine there are. <laughs> yeah. There's some really great thrift stores here. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. Um, because 
the thrifting game is pretty strong in Huntsville, Alabama, where, where I came from. Um, and like, I thrift all of my clothes now. Like I barely ever buy anything new at this point. Like I furnished an entire house one time pretty much with just thrifted stuff. And so I just, I love thrifting and I was like, man, I don't know what to expect here. And I've been really pleasantly surprised. Like clothing for men has been the one thing I haven't really been able to find a lot of, which is kind of a bummer, but like household items, there's just such cool stuff here and like not typical stuff that you find, at least in Alabama. Oh, that's so cool. Thrifting in New York is very expensive. Yeah, it's like very curated. And then it's like the t-shirts are like $35 and you're like, okay, well, I might as well go to like an Urban Outfitters or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's like a vintage shop at that point where they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, you want this cool t-shirt. So give me $25 for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is supposed to be maybe $3. <laughs> um, stuff is so stuff is so cheap here. It blows me away. Like thrifting wise, like I'll walk up to the counter and be like, Hey, how much is this? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, it's just two euros. And I was like, man, I was really thinking it would be like 10. All right, cool. I'm definitely getting this now. <laughs> Is there a music scene that's big around you right now? Like, I, like in Alabama, like there's definitely a lot going on, but we, yeah. we don't know many people internationally, I guess. Yeah, definitely in Alabama and, and Huntsville right now, there's a really cool music scene happening. There's like this house show scene that's been around for, I feel like it's been like 20 years or something like that, but it's really starting to pop off now. And like house shows are a really frequent thing um, where like a lot of, people my age go and like it's super cool and they also just built like a big amphitheater in the city because they're trying to be like a um trying to bring people in just trying to make the city a bigger music city which is really cool and we're so close to nashville and atlanta in huntsville as for here in where i'm at in the netherlands and ada um there definitely is a music scene here i haven't gotten very involved in in it yet like it seems like it's it's pretty small um, and I haven't really adventured over to Amsterdam to see what's happening over there yet. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like there probably is a pretty big music scene in Amsterdam. That's yeah, that's cool. Um, so we read your bio and it says in your bio that you are first and foremost a humanitarian and you write and make music um, f- like to document the human experience. Um, has this always been your goal or has um, this grown as you've made music? Yeah, I think it's for sure been my goal. Like for me, when I think about music, I think about it, like it's my best friend, but also kind of my therapist. (laughs) And so like with the music that I'm writing and making, um, it's, it's usually about healing for me. And so I think like, Yeah, I think in the beginning it was the music was really for me. And I was just like, man, I need this in order to heal and to like become friends with my pain, which is something that I like to to tell myself a lot is like I want to become friends with my pain and like be really wholehearted and, and, and learn about my shadow. And then I found like other artists who were doing stuff that felt similar. And I was like, wow, I think this is what I want to do with with my music like this was just for me but now maybe it could be for somebody else too so it was like I've always wanted the music that I'm writing to make an impact you know I feel like anybody who's creating wants their piece of work to make an impact but I don't think I knew that I wanted it to be something that helped people um be friends with their pain until more recently I don't know if I've heard of that phrase like because like befriend your pain but I really like it I don't know I really like that um I don't know. It reminds me of like a part of the call me by your name monologue, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, but there's like a monologue at the end of the movie, call me by your name. And like his dad is basically saying that you shouldn't kill your pain. You should feel it. Um, So that kind of reminds me of that. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I would. I mean, I really agree with that. At least that's a lot of what my life has been about so far. Also, just seeing it as a shadow. I don't know. I feel like they would just like put some metaphors out. Yeah, (laughs) like putting some good in. Very thought provoking. So, um, do you feel like, um, you've 
like I feel like this is just like a really big question in general. Do you feel like you have captured the human experience or is there a song that um, you feel like you resonate with most that resonates most with your mission? Hmm. I feel like I've I've captured aspects of the human experience. Um, you know, like everything that I've written and released, well, not everything that I've written, but everything that I have put out so far has been about heartbreak and, and facing my inner shadow. Um, and that's been a huge part of my life experience in the 27 years of this life that I'm living, you know? So it's like, I feel like I've captured that really well. And, and this album that I'm working on really speaks for that, but there's, um, a, a specific song it's not out yet but it'll be on the album called Super Bowl Sunday and I feel like it's one of the most honest songs that I've written about um, this part of my life where I was going through a divorce and just really in the thick of it and the pain that I was experiencing in that and and my searching for healing in that process so I think the human experience is so vast and wide right but I think specifically talking about heartache, I feel like I've captured that for myself and I'm starting to hear from people who listen to my music that they're experiencing things that are similar when they listen to it, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the song Wait For Me, if you will, which we both really love. And I think like definitely there are pieces of that that I connect with. Would you want to share a little more about the backstory of creating that, that song? For Wait For Me, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was, so I, I wrote that song um, when I was going through the process of, of getting a divorce. And um, I actually, it's funny because <laughs> this album that I'm about to put out is it's 10 songs long. And there's only actually like three songs that I wrote during that, during that time, everything else was kind of before the process of this divorce started happening. Um, but wait for me, if you will, was one of the songs that I wrote during that time where I was just like alone in my house sitting on my couch crying and being a, a four and feeling sorry for myself and like feeling really insecure, right? All really sad things, but I had so much fun with it. Like I just remember having this empty house and I'm like, have my guitar and I was super inspired um, by the Lumineers at that time. And I'm just like jamming on these chords and just screaming out as loud as I can and, and wait for me if you will came from there. And I just like, had this fun, whimsical idea because I had been talking to a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Blake, and he was telling me stories about his childhood when he uh, used to take water balloons and like launch them from this like giant slingshot that he had built in his backyard. And I was just dreaming about like what life could have been and how I had been imagining my life being. And so, wait for me, if you will, came from that. And then I was like taking these fun aspects of like, oh man the life that I wanted to have, we could have had kids like throwing water balloons and stuff at, at cars passing by and like doing all of these fun things, but now we can't. And it was me kind of coming to terms with that dream being dead for that time. Yeah. Do you, this, this is going a little off script, but do you have any advice for people who have been through heartbreak? I feel like you'd have some very like raw, real advice that could help people. Hmm. I think speaking from my experience, you just have to be willing to to face that pain, kind of like we were talking about before. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is how to be friends with my pain. And that doesn't mean that I let it come in and stay all the time because I don't I don't want to be depressed, you know? <laughs> like that's something that I've fought off on my my own time as well. I'm not trying to be sad and depressed all the time. But I think that I've learned how to like let my pain come into my house and like have a drink with me and me be like, all right, cool. Hey, how you doing there? You're a part of me. You're valid. You're a part of the human experience. Now we've we've chatted. Now give me some time to like do my thing and be happy again. And so I guess like my advice for people who have experienced heartbreak is to just to go deep, to face those things that you're afraid of, but to remember the whole time that like, the things that you get excited about in life are really possible. You can make it through. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm someone who stays busy and like 
is one to push off feeling sad because I'm mm-hmm. relatively a happy person. And, like if things aren't going well, I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing things and like it's going to go away. But then it like doesn't always do it like that. And I think it's really valuable to and like hard to do to just be okay sitting with it and validating the feelings and like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I that's really valid and I think it's super easy to just like push through and, and push through in ways where it's just like I'm going to surround myself with a bunch of stuff to do and I'm I'm going to be better. Like I'm going to be better now and my life doesn't have to stop and I'm going to do stuff. But it's like your heart is going it, to it's trying to heal, you know, and it's either going to heal with like a big like lump in it and it's going to heal all kind of weird and then you're going to have to deal with that sometime in the future or you can like sit down and hold it in your hands and be like hello little heart (laughs) and you need to be fixed before you come back in here and I'm going to deal with that now and like for me I like going through that time I I was like I either have to deal with this or I'm going to die like I don't if I if I don't deal with this I don't i think I'm going to die. And it it felt that real, you know? Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to get in the thick of it then. And I'm going to figure out how to, to help, help my little heart out. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I really resonate with that. Cause I'm one to, Ali and I are really different in that way. I'm definitely one to just kind of like sit in my pain and like, I'll get to a point where I'm like, I just need to sit down and stare at the wall really because I really want to just like think through it but I feel like I go the opposite direction in the way that I kind of like intellectualize it and I'm like this is why I feel this way (laughs) yeah oh I get it I'm a four on the Enneagram I I could be mad all day and be happy you know (laughs) I'm just like finally I'm feeling something so deep yes 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 I completely agree with you (laughs) what's your (laughs) Myers-Briggs My Myers-Briggs? Yeah. Dude, it's been so long since I took it, I don't actually even remember anymore. I could, You're probably an INFJ. Maybe. I'm going to have to take it after we get off. I keep meaning to do it again so that I can remember, and then I'm just like, wow, I don't remember what my letters are. <laughs> yeah. Lame answer, but it's honest. Oh, that's, that's fair. Honestly, it's the best policy. True, true. You know, that whole <laughs> Here, we can bring it back to your music, though, because like you do the songwriting, you do you do the instruments, you do the whole process. Do you have like a favorite part of the music creation experience? Whether it's the same, like performing, singing, writing, any of that. I love every part of it so much. To be honest, like I love the part where I'm sitting down. In a and I I songwrite alone for the most part, um, unless I'm trying to collaborate. But I love sitting down alone in a room with a song, or just an idea, or just some chords that feel really emotional at the time, and just playing playing this song that maybe no one will ever hear. It's such a intimate moment, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is so special. It's just me and this song right now, and then like that's an amazing. But then I also love when it's like. I get to the point where there's a song that's like asking to be played live. It's like, can we, can we play live? And then I get to perform it with, uh, perform it in front of people and it's no longer mine anymore. Like I get to see how it impacts people and how other people with their own story perceive this story that I'm, I'm telling and apply their own life to it. And so the fun, the playing live is such a fun thing too, but a new thing for me that's been so much fun is creating music videos. Like, with my friend Daniel Cunningham, like he's just taught me so much and exposed this whole new world of creativity to me through uh, a, the visual art of music videos. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying really sweet things. I know. Like, I know. Which is, which is good. When when you're talking about how you like create your music and stuff, I just like imagine like this dim room with like candles and like maybe a fireplace a glass wine, maybe and just you and your notebook and guitar and like a very like wholesome intimate experience that like you like is precious yeah 
I'm just painting this picture, you know. <laughs> Maybe in an attic. <laughs> in an attic. <laughs> the know. four in me has definitely done that before, where I like light a bunch of candles and I just like make the room so moody, and I'm just like, I'm a songwriter. And then I, like, <laughs> play a song that probably will never see the light of day, and it just gets fine, you know. And then there's other songs where I'm just like sitting in an empty bathtub with a guitar with like a water dripping on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> just like <rocking. laughs> and it's not glamorous in any way are there a lot of songs that you'd say like you have that just are not you're not planning on releasing is that like a whole other like song book yeah oh definitely i like pretty much any idea i have i put in my voice memos and so i feel like i have a lot of songs complete songs probably not so much but songs that mean something to me whether they're 20 seconds long or seven minutes long i have hundreds of those just sitting on my phones um my phones i did say phones i have my old phones that have my other like voice memos on them <laughs> in case i ever need it and uh yeah they'll probably never never uh be listened to by anybody except maybe my closest friends but who knows i'm like working with trying to figure out how to put voice memos into my album in like a quality way as well that's, that's cool. cool that's one of my favorite things to hear on like a um on a song to like hear like like a voice memo or like something from like a, a speech or something like at the beginning of the song i think it's so cool yeah yeah i'm gonna do that with this uh album that i'm gonna put out at the beginning of uh 2023 yeah oh. uh, you're giving us a little teaser yeah <laughs> we're excited oh yeah. that's gonna be great but are we good on questions? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can, like, we need a tissue box. Like, yeah. I wish we had a place. I know. But, um, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. Um, Everyone. Listen, listen, yeah, stream Hugh Lindsay. Listen to him on our um, corresponding playlist with the episode. Um, Yeah. And it will be great. And we'll see you in two weeks, guys. Yeah. Great. Bye. 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 Bye.